and welcome to the Full Time Whistle Perth Football Podcast premiere. Got it in one. Uh, Post match event uh, coming at you, not live because British College hasn't sorted that out yet, but coming at you from the Hyde Park Hotel. Um, not as busy here as I remember, guys. What's happened down at the Heidi? What's sounds, the nightlife in sounds, Perth? Sounds like they need someone advertising the Heidi to be on a podcast so people listen to and they, they might be able to turn up. So maybe if you want to sponsor us, Heidi. Hey, there you hey, go. Hey. And if, you, if you're listening, don't come down and see us now because <laughs> we were there here. yesterday. Um, okay, basically all we're going to talk about uh, tonight, guys, is the... We've got a full house, Sean. Say again? We've got a full house. Oh, we do. The whole crew's here. Uh, we got uh, Mr. Football, Tommy Dolman. Thanks for being here, Mr. Football. Oh, always a pleasure to come and have a beer with you boys. Greatest man. Just try it. He's there as well. Always good to have the whole of the naughtiest team in the house together. Oh, and you need to talk about naughtiest teams. We need to talk about naughtiest teams because we've seen one of the naughtiest boys in all of NPL history. I am not exaggerating. <laughs> uh, Josh, tell us what happened. What a cheat. So this crosses... What a cheat. What a cheat. This cross has come in from the left-hand side of the pitch. It's just going over the head of uh, the one and only Sam Cook, the Perth striker against Perth Glory. And he has... Hang your head in shame. He has stuck out his hand. He has padded the ball from about 10 yards out into the net. It is a mighty fist. But is he embarrassed about it, Sean? Uh, well, I don't know. Hand it over to Tommy. He doesn't like to say anything mean about anyone, so I'd love to hear his take on this one. Well, I was calling the game at the time, and I was certain that it was a handball. And then Sam Cook wheeled away in celebration, and I thought, have I missed something? Are my eyes have seen me? Did he actually head that in? Well, have things then, gone but changed? Then, but then, Sorry, but then, but then the, but, but the yellow card uh, obviously came out. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? it? Was but it is what it is. You know, sometimes you're in the heat of the moment, and these things happen. No, no, it is what it is, and what it is is he's a cheat, and we should we should put him out to work on the chain gang. I think, Josh, what do you reckon? Yeah, not so lovable. No. Uh, that performance <laughs> from Sam Cook. Yeah, he sent me all over the place when he did that. I, I don't know what to think. Uh, I don't have any more. I'm not a cult, as cultured as you two. But um, if for those that don't know, we're just riffing off uh, Sam Cooke's song uh, names there. But we'll go around the action today because there are a couple of naughty boys at Red Star and Athena. I didn't see any either of those. Um, ended up Perth Red Star nil, Florida Athena 2. Huge, uh, huge win for Florida, putting them top of the table level with Balcata. Would you believe it? Start of the season. Some idiots had them to go down, and now they're sitting pretty top two. Floriot and Balcata. Uh, did, did we catch any of the action? Anyone see anything from those games? We were just kind of whizzing through the, the Twitter scores. Kalichi, did you catch those? Oh, we did catch the goals from Balcata. Um, as you would predict, uh, they beat Sterling Macedonia uh, by one goal to two. A nice away victory and set pieces the order of the day, as you predicted, Kalichi. They are so good at set pieces, and this time they had two goals by the 41-year-old stager in Adam Tong, who got his head on one of the one of the corners, and then he hit a free kick in. Sean, I don't think it was probably the best free kick that Tongi has hit in his career, but if it goes in, it goes in, and he's going to count that. Now, what did you think of the free kick? Because it looked like Bosley could have done a little bit better there. Oh, I think uh, knowing the perfectionist that he is, Bosley is not going to sleep tonight he's just having visions of that free kick and he knows that uh goalkeeper his standard should be keeping that out and he'll um you don't have to tell him he will be his uh his own worst critic on that one um not much you could do on the second i think a bit of a deflection but one thing i wanted to point out uh, tonight josh worst lead in football olympic kingsway they had it they won uh bayswater they had it they won 
Uh, Perth Soccer Club, did they lead by two? No, they uh, no, they, they went 1-1 one, one, and then they went ahead one. at the end. So yeah, they, they, they weren't lucky enough to get down. it. Uh, Sorrento, they had a two-goal lead, went on to win. Uh, Florida Athena had a two-goal lead, went on to win. Balcata had a two-goal lead, went on to... Maybe it's not the worst lead after all. No, it might even, might even be one of the best leads in football. <laughs> no, whoever said not as good as three. Whoever said it was the worst lead in football, we've talked about this. Yeah, I know. Dangerous. Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> oh, well, most, most dangerous. Oh, no, okay. It wasn't very... It was fairly safe today, Tommy. Yeah, it's, it doesn't seem that dangerous. It doesn't seem that dangerous. In fact, I'd be going on to get more because it seems like the more goals you have, the more likely you safe, are to win. Safe as houses. Uh, any, other, any other stories from around? Any other team's performances anyone wants to highlight? I think... Bayswater getting off the mark today is quite a big result for them. That was kind of the game between two teams who obviously in Battle of have lost two in a row. Yeah. Balcata yet to win this season. And so that was a real sort of uh, one to keep an eye on just in terms of who would get their season going. The three points was vital for both. And as it's turned out, we saw signs of Bayswater last week leading 3-0 against the Glory being pegged back. This time they were able to get in front and stay in front. But that's three defeats for Inglewood in a row now, Kalichi. And it's a little bit surprising considering what we saw from them in the night series final. Yeah, it really is. And look, before we, before we go into Inglewood, I, I reckon Bayswater would be really happy with that result, especially considering the fact that after they scored to make it, 2-0 a couple minutes later Englewood scored to make it 2-1 and if they had any muscle memory they probably would have been thinking about the last few weeks where they kind of choked things away and, and let other teams get in and get results but from an Englewood perspective it, it now might be looking a little bit more concerning for them that that, that result against Floriat may have been a one-off and again you look at the night series and how much you can take away from night series where players are getting back into fitness their teams are trying new things trying new shape um, it is a little bit concerning especially for Domfe I'm not too sure if he scored today but uh, he's, he's a player who had um, did he score today? Harry Harry well yeah it, it, this is someone who started the season on bang form or top form in the night series so to not score in what four games um, yeah it is a little bit concerning like they, they'd be they'd be looking to hopefully just get back to basics and, and get started but again if you probably look at their results from this four games and the four games at the end of last season we might be able to find a trend and see what's going on there but, but you'd be really worried about the goals they've conceded as well you know they've conceded a mountain of goals in the last three weeks and that wasn't the team they were last year last year they were a one, one, gleaming yeah. direct defensive machine uh, and, and it was really only a few games towards the end of the season where they dropped off. So that would have to be concerning for uh, Andres Oliveira and the crew down there. And it, and really quickly, like you, it might just be a case of individual mistakes because you're going to see the, the goal that um, Sam Dway scores. Dunny comes out for it. It's a long ball that gets played into the box. Dunny kind of stays, kind of yeah, doesn't go. Doesn't show the confidence yeah, he normally has in get, nets. Yeah. Get, gets, gets stuck in no man's land. And look, he's a terrific goalkeeper, one that we absolutely love seeing play. So obviously you have you have your bad days. But in this league, one goal like is, is enough to decide who's counter-attacking and who's not. And maybe that's probably one of the reasons why they're, they're, they're having a hard time. How were the goalkeepers in that Perth Glory Perth game that we saw today? Sean? You want my opinion? I want your opinion. Uh... Well, just Radnich is pretty good, isn't he? Just Made a couple of good saves. Oh, that one in the first half, low the down header. to his right from yeah. the header. Oh, stunning. It came out one that. on one as well, like the, the glory had in the second half. Yeah, they, yeah well, they, they could have been behind against 10 men. Then Radonich came out, and it was basically him against uh, three glory strikers. They'd all broken forward. And if he didn't come out and force the striker to take the shot, he may have slid it across as well. So he made almost two saves in one there. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, another fantastic uh, result for 
the new boys anyway, Olympic Kingsway. Got their first win of the year. They are on the board. We were starting to worry a little bit uh, about them, you know, coming up to the big time. I, I, well, I say that. I had been saying every week I'm not worried about them because they have played top teams. They have matched it with them. Floriot made them look like a state league team when they made them, but they were sort of that level below on professionalism. But they matched it with Sterling. They weren't blown away by Floriot. Uh, they just were sort of outmatched. Um, but now they've come up against Armadale. They've got their first points. Obviously, we haven't seen the action there. But, I mean, fair play to Kingsway. Off and running. Yeah, and it was a result they needed. They have had a pretty tough start to the season, obviously, um, with playing Sterling and then Florida, as you say. And then coming across Balcata last week, who's the results have sort of franked that they're obviously up in second at the moment. And, and they're not going to be a pushover either. So, yeah, they've played two of the top uh, three te- or a couple of the top two teams already in the league this season, Kingsway. I'm sure David Tupp will be happy just to sort of break that hoodoo because there's been a lot of talk going around. Even though Floriot won the league last season after winning the night series, there's been a lot of talk of this night series curse sort of coming back to the fold. But um, I'm sure Olympic Kingsway, now that they've got that monkey off their back, will be yeah. hoping to so charge up the league. Surely if Floriot have broken the curse then, so shouldn't that, it's, it's done? Isn't I think, that curses I, work? Or I think I, it's just a historical pattern over the year that sort of suggests that teams who do well in the in the night series don't often go on to have a good league season. But, look, fair play to Kingsway uh, off the mark. And for Armadale, look, um, they're obviously on a score sheet again today. Um, they're going to be the entertainers in the league. We've obviously not seen the game, but um, they've been scoring plenty of goals. And I'm sure John's team will bounce back. And, and obviously, it was a repeat of the night series semi-final, which we saw Kingsway win 3-0 and pretty comprehensively. The way that Kingsway play, they are a ball-dominant side. They like to keep a hold of the ball. They're averaging over 60, 60-something percent possession. So for them, the first goal is critical. And if you're able to get that first goal as a team, you will want to keep the ball. It makes it so much easier for you to build up, to play and to potentially get the second so it was interesting to see or good, it will be good to go watch the film again and see see exactly how they play because I suspect that once they got that first goal things became a little bit more comfortable for them because every other time when they've come from behind teams have been able to counter attack and kind of hit them on the break Well moving on from uh, one of my teams down there in the south to my other team down in the south I always say the NPL just makes an idiot of you uh, whenever you try and make a prediction uh, and we finally all came around to deciding hey Coburn are okay um, got the result against Perth last week and uh, I think our tips ended up going with Coburn which you were shocked about um, against Sorrento you should have been shocked why did we go with Coburn <laughs> I was I was actually going I was actually going to say like now that they'd picked recency up recency bias Sean. yeah exactly bias. I was actually saying now Sorrento that they picked up one, so we decided Mate, they're going down I wanted to get well exactly oh we just uh, we just have absolutely no integrity here at the Perth Football Podcast we just <laughs> Yeah, we, whichever way the wind blows, uh, it takes us. And the wind blew us to thinking that the cockerels were going to be up and crowing. We, we, were, we became the sort of person that thinks 2-0 is the most dangerous lead. Oh, uh, well, sort of idiots, were, were we? And anyway, the, the battle of the birds, the cockerels and the gulls just realised that. And uh, 3-0, the final score there. Before before we go away from the Coburn thing, I got a message yesterday morning saying, why the hell did you pick us? Your picks have been awful. <laughs> Please don't pick us to ever win a game. That was yesterday. So, yeah. And, Sorry, and Friday. Shout out Friday, Zico. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I joked in the group chat during the week and said, maybe I should just tip the opposite of what I'm actually going to write down and I might actually do better. And, and maybe I will actually Honestly, try that at, at Tactic next week. Honestly, we I don't think we could be getting any worse. I think, I, I think we would have... I can't remember my picks individual, but I'm 
I'm pretty sure I would have picked Armadale. I would have picked Inglewood. Uh, probably would have picked Perth. So I think I got one there. Uh, I think I might have taken Red Star and Sterling. So I would, yeah, if I got one, I'd be lucky this week. As, and as a, as a group, I don't think we would have done much better. So, well, and when and when and I know all the listeners look, they they hang on to Sean Stradamus in his predictions, and they've come to you've come to depend on me, and I really feel like I've let you down. And when your world's turning upside down, I'm sure there's been some good sound good lyrics we could throw in here if I knew more about him. But not, not, all not, I can... not a wonderful world for your predictions. No. <laughs> No, not a wonderful word for our listeners. I do apologise. Yeah, your world's been turned upside down. Don't, all, don't all know much about anything sorry. at all, really. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Sean's, Sean's talking. If I give you Sean, the mic, you got to keep talking. Sean's <laughs> swinging his beer. Kalicha's shaking his head at this man. How has it all gone so wrong for Sean Stradamus? Uh, I was, I was going to say, in terms of the other games, any other games that we, that we need to talk about? No, I think we covered them. I've... I, I think I think the only thing we we sort of didn't touch on was completely. I know that you guys spoke about the goalkeepers briefly, but that was a big win for Perth today. Obviously, after losing that game against Coburn, uh, to get the last minute winner through Jeremy and Bay, um, he was a player that looked dangerous all day today. Actually, I thought he was. Um, I thought he was pretty handy. Anything you want to say about him, Kalichi? No, terrific young young player coming all the way from France. Good to see players who played in the African Cup doing well. <laughs> you ever kick a ball with him? May or may not have a couple of times, but, but yeah. But the but the but in terms of the game itself, it, it it really did turn with about twenty minutes to go when we did have another naughty boy, and maybe that's another topic we can get onto in terms of what you guys thought about the red card because at the time it looked as though Gordon Perkins was sort of splitting those two defenders, but the red card was shown by the referee, and it looked as though there was cover potentially from where I was. So, I wonder what your thoughts are. I think we leave the uh, dissection of the dogzo and the red card to the uh, to the main podcast on on Monday night. Not um, this week. Oh, we're not doing it. It's Easter. No, it's Easter. All oh, right, dissect away. I didn't see it. So, <laughs> well, and I, don't, and I don't know if my opinion here is going to square up with the opinions of the people down at uh, in the Perth Glory Camp. But from from where I was, and I haven't watched it back on video, so this is a somewhat uneducated opinion. That's for, well, just for a change. Well. They, they never are. But for, for, from where I was, it, it looked like it should have been a red card because I think he knew he was getting into the box. His next touch, I thought, was about to be a shot. And I didn't think... There may have been cover, but I don't think there was anyone that was going to stop him from taking a, a one-on-one shot with the keeper. Is that that situation where it's a clear goal-scoring opportunity? You're, you're saying textbook denial of a goal-scoring opportunity or uh, a dogzo as we uh, as we know it? Yeah, we... It looked like a wolf to me. <laughs> it looked like it was barking. Um, but g- going on the Glory team, they play such direct football. They they make it into a transition. And we were talking to John Wormsley um, at the end of the game. And we said, look, is this the kind of style that you're trying to play? And he goes, look, I've got the players who have that speed, who are that dynamic, who can play that way. They're going to need to be able to be runners and, and, and play football in such a direct way. And he basically just backed his team to say, yeah, we're more than happy to go to go." 4v4 attack versus defense and say that our four will beat your four 
um, oh, that outer tackles will be your attackers. And it kind of reminds me of that Steven Gerrard quote where he was like, look, if you want to go 1v1 with Suarez, Sterling and, and Sturridge and all the best kind of thing. And, and, and they, they, they have that. And you can see from the game that they play, they play some entertaining football. They're really good to watch. Those young players are super direct. And all of their games have been really dramatic as well. So if you get a chance to go see this young glory side, go out there and see them. I think Tommy has a couple comments about glory. But I do want to say, because we spoke about the uh, the Dogzo or, or purported Dogzo incident. But the introduction of Gordon Perkins to that game changed a lot for Perth. Now, they haven't He's had... a live wire. Yeah, so he was he was, he was was awesome for Armadale last year. He scored that famous uh, Scorpion... Was it Scorpion? Scorpion kick goal, which yeah. won goal of the year last year. And they haven't... He's been injured, so they haven't had the benefit of... of having him in the side after picking him up from Armadale last year and he looked like he's going to be a really really impressive addition to the team if he can play a full 90 minutes like he did coming off the bench today Tommy uh, you had some comments on Perth Glory I was just going to say that they've obviously got five players in the Joeys who've been selected for the camp later this month so oh, I'm assuming really? I'm assuming they're going to miss players for a, a week maybe two who are they off the top of your head uh, Andriano Labib that's the center back Cara, Corey Sutherland. Two. Nearly called in Cameron. Corey. Who? Jaden Jalen Pierman. Three. Oh, God. Good, 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 good. Daniel Benny. Four. And this is going to be some awkward silence now. Josh, get out of his ear. Have you got it? Robbie Cook, the keeper. Ah, there we go. Very good. And he was magnificent today. And, yeah. and I think I think you can get away with having one cook on the field, but as Sam Cook proved, too many cooks really ruined the. There was a Lucas Cook at left back as well. Well, there you go. Three cooks. Too many the cooks. Cook and the woman. Exactly. Cooks Cameron, all over the place. Cameron Cooks, the top goalkeeper, glory. So they've got two. Cooks. Unbelievable. Yeah. Too many. Well, the, the 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 worst cook of all of them tonight, of course, was Sam. <laughs> and I, I am I am glad we got to do this full time whistle tonight because. Yeah, Sam, you just you, you you deserve all the. If if Harry Kane gets shouted out for being a cheat, uh, <laughs> I, you, you're just you're just lucky that the uh, the, the Glory fans weren't there in full voice today because you would have deserved it, mate. There's there's just no room for it, and uh, and uh, this is my this is my personal invitation to come on the podcast as well, mate. So please come and defend yourself. We want to hear from you. Yeah, we're not even going to spend any time talking about the goalie score today because that no, yellow, exactly. that yellow card overshadows everything. Well, and that was saying as he stepped up to take that penalty, if there is any justice in football, he will slip over and sky this, <laughs> and he tucked it nonchalantly into the bottom corner. <laughs> so seeing the game the wrong way, perfect penalty. Uh, but yeah, uh, shame. Look, we'll keep moving on and talk about the women's game. So we were all there and saw it. And Sean, yeah, we did that. Sean, you were on. Um, you're on the mic for that one. What did you make of the game? Ah, uh, it was a tough watch first half. It, uh, and uh, uh, we spoke to Perth coach uh, Pete Rakic afterwards, and he yeah agreed with that. It was they definitely just didn't have the uh, cutting edge. the cutting edge that they had the previous couple of weeks, and they had those those two big wins to start off the season, but. Uh, as he said, I think it was very evident that it is a, a bit of a mental block. They start to go into their shells a little bit with these these big games. They've done it against the NTC in the past, um, but particularly this Red Star. That wasn't the Perth that we've seen uh, when they, they just 
it was almost like they second guessed every single pass out from the back. Because I'm, I'm just watching it on the court. You get bored of saying it over and over again. I'm saying, you know, Perth struggle just trying to pass it out from the back again. They've, they've turned it over a few times. They've struggled here and they'll pass it back to the keeper and they'll shank it straight out of bounds. Or one of the centre halves will try and find a fullback and they'll kick it straight out of bounds. Or they'll try and kick it down the touchline and straight to a defender. And it's, yeah, bounds. it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty awful um, in terms of their passing in the first half. Improved a lot in the second, um, but a lot of that, and I think Tommy, you'll, you'll agree, is the structure of Perth Red Star. They set up to counter Perth to not give the space to uh, Gemma Crane. We know was slightly injured going into it. Came out with an injury to her other hamstring that wasn't injured, so she can't catch a break with injuries, but uh, Sarah Carroll marshaled Lamont perfectly. Studman was doing a good job on Crane. They had a game plan and they, they worked it almost to perfection, aside from the fact they didn't score. Yeah, I thought Carlos Vagamena coached that game really well. Tonight, what he he had the he played Sarah Carroll in the back. We've seen her play, previously play higher up the pitch and be that attacking outlet. Um, and they stayed really solid at the back. They didn't give anything, as you mentioned before. She barely gave Lamont a sniff. The only real chance that she had was in that second half when she burst clear and Diedrichson pulled off a good save. I also thought the midfield was disciplined as well. I thought Katie Ritchie against her all-team really put herself about. And she was almost out there with the points to prove in the game. And, um, yeah, and, and actually on the balance of play, I thought Red Star created the better of the chances. Renee Liotta had a really presentable chance in the first half on the volley which she just couldn't quite steer on target and then a header as well later in the game so look um, on another day I think whilst it wasn't it was probably a fair and, and a fairly even game but I thought Red Star had the better of the chances and and they'll be very happy with that point. Red Star were probably a bit concerned early on in the game when uh, Ikeda one of the Japanese imports uh, went over and, yeah. and, and left the field with injury but it actually it, it was almost a curse that turned into a blessing for them because Jaina Ridley came on and her her, 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 Mate, size, just, her size and pace up front and it's, I just, 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 uh, she's, just straight in, she's straight in their muscles yes, she's yes, straight in I their agree. and it's like sometimes sometimes we forget how simple it can be with a striker but if you get just a striker who's center forward if you just, get a striker who is, if you yeah. get a striker who is quick who has decent touch is strong can push players off the ball they can make such a big difference I, tell, I, I said on the commentary she she made that difference by doing nothing special by just being a center forward by getting and and that's damning her with faint praise because her touch was very good. She would take that ball and she'd give it five yards. She'd turn it around the corner. She'd just play those simple balls. She wouldn't overcomplicate anything. Where, as and and not saying that Kader uh, was doing anything wrong, but the yeah the fact that you just have a centre forward that will sit there at centre forward and will make runs in behind and will also come short and make those simple touches. It was very ABC number nine play and and it was sort of what they were crying out for. Well, and the way that Perth defend as well, they played that wide broad 3-5-2 so that they could get Crane and uh, and yep. uh, Duncanson and later Flannery higher up the pitch but it meant that you know Alyssa Van Hurt could get isolated against a striker yep. you know if you've got and she did she, I think she did a superb job she in actually, some of those yeah, situations she had, she had where she did get did get isolated. Yeah, particularly when she was one-on-one a couple times with yep. Liotta, she probably had the better of Liotta, which Absolutely. you don't say for most defenders coming up against Renee Liotta. No, they, uh, yeah, the, it's, it was, yeah, it was an interesting game, I'd say. It wasn't the... Intriguing rather than rather exciting. Rather than exciting and entertaining, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, as I said to Tommy before we were recording, they played 90 minutes in the night series, couldn't be separated. They played an extra 30 minutes of stoppage time, couldn't be separated. They played 90 minutes here in round three, couldn't be separated. So... What's going to separate them at the end of the season on the table, Kalichi? And worth prediction me- right now. I was just going to say quickly as well, that's actually a 10th game 
um, in the league in the MPL women's era that Perth haven't beaten Red Star now. So Red Star have certainly got the wood over them and, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying before about that mental block a little bit, Sean. I, I don't understand the urgency to let him get that stat. He could have got that stat out after I uh, asked for your urgent prediction. Who's winning the league? There is no urgency, but I've already tipped Red Star to win the league just as yeah. an institution. By just how much? To, uh, By goal difference. Hey, well, if that's if that's the but, difference, but what I was what I was season. What I was gonna what I was gonna say is um, kind of leading on to our next bit that we've got later on with our interviews um, with the next Goal Wins podcast after the Mandra Fremantle game is the, the, the games with the top teams tend to be very, very cagey affairs. Mm. And it's, it's where you get to really show the experience that you've got as a team. And you could see from this game that Red Star had that institutional knowledge because they looked way more... They looked way more prepared and way more ready for the fact that this is going to be a bit of a they dog didn't fight. Win, though. They didn't win, but they created the much better chances. And considering the players that they didn't have, considering the fact that probably their best uh, offensive player, Olivia Wood, wasn't there, and they still created chances or had half chances. But it's not, Perth were missing players as well, though. There's, yeah. uh, you know, they they didn't have Meekins. I, 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 yeah, I think they didn't have I think, yeah, I Gibbons. Think, I, think, I think Perth will be the team much more happier with a draw than than Red Star following that game. And uh, yeah. I have a question though, because we saw NTC beat Red Star in the opening game of the season. Are they a smoky? Are they a dark horse for the title? Because because I think all preseason we've been talking about I think they definitely are. Because uh, all preseason I think we've been talking about a two horse race, and the reality is that there's uh, six other teams in the. They may be young, but they're ready. Is that you telling me? <laughs> I, that is completely inappropriate. I'm no. taking the mic off of wow. you, Kalichi. Well, well, sorry. I said six other teams. Obviously, one of those is Curtin, but... <laughs> Needless dig, but I'm all about it. Uh, guys, thank Curtin you. just got a drive-by. <laughs> he just got a drive-by. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for all listening to the full-time. So this is a slightly extended um, edition just because uh, we don't have the main podcast on Monday. So this is all the action you're going to get from the Perth Football Podcast. So if you've had enough, by all means, turn it off. But... Uh, otherwise keep listening because we'll, we'll, we'll chat on for another couple of minutes but I really want to go and see the red cards because I just realised shit we're not going to have the naughty boy segment we're not going to be having the dogs o so we've already done a bit of dogs o chat on the glory but there were is two there, is there some kind of streaming service that you can go straight I to the like red cards I feel like we should be cards. singing a duet that yeah. is, is there any no there, there was there, there was last year there was a streaming service NPL.tv if you want to go and see every red card in the uh, NPL <laughs> NSW or the NPL Queensland or the NPL anywhere else except WA can't do it here so um, I, I, I might task one of you. Is any, if anyone's got their phone who can get on streamer and go and see, the one that caught my eye was the 96th minute red card for Floriot uh, in their 2-0 uh, win. Here's what we can do. We'll do a... Tommy, do you have anything else to say? Let's have a bet. Who was it? I'm going Bailey. Did you have anything to say, Tommy? On what specifically? Just, yeah, okay, that's fine. Well, look, Anything. Here's, here's what we can do. We're going to just... Oh, I've, I've, I have got something. So, yeah. worth mentioning before we leave the women's completely, that Fremantle versus Kern in the MPL women's tomorrow, 3pm, both teams winless, yet to sort of get points on the board. You'd think that Fremantle, based on what we've seen so far, would bounce back. Seven but nil. we've seen some stranger things happen. And also, quick shout-out for Monday as well. We'll be at the amateur final. Um, Kelmscott are playing North Beach, much to, oh, Kale- yeah. much to Kalichi's disgust. I'm sorry for bringing it up, mate. But um, Oh, yeah, you should be there, mate. You should be calling another Kalichi Sunwe captain's performance from fullback as it was last time. 
That's a shame. Uh, we could have been getting that. You guys, that you could have got Kalichi like guys, on the the ear mic. Like no, I'm not giving it back to you, Kalichi. Get away. We're, before we get to that, uh, well, you can defend yourself. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. Defend you can defend yourself. Uh, but give us a prediction. Who got the red card for Florian? Uh, Gallon. Phil Arnold. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say <laughs> Noah Shamaki. The, the usual suspects. <laughs> Noah Shamaki. <laughs> All right. All right before so, uh, we get to that, we're gonna just gonna insert a little bit of us talking, of me talking to the guys on the Next Goal Wins podcast. So the next thing you'll hear is me starting a conversation with Jim and Andy, the Next Goal Wins podcast, and then legends. after that, yeah, great legends. Thank you so much for the support. Um, next time you guys are up in Perth, obviously come say hi. And then after that, we'll wrap up this episode of the Full Time Whistle. All right, take two. Khalid Jones on the Perth of the podcast. We're here doing a State League special, and I've remembered the names this time. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Andy and Jim from the Next Go Wins podcast. Guys, we've just witnessed um, Mandra City 3, Fremantle City 2. Give us your thoughts on the game. What did you guys make of that? It looked like an absolute arm wrestle from where I was from, Jim. Kalichi, when they went 2-0, all I could think about was you and your dreaded 2-0 scorelines. <laughs> <laughs> Most dangerous thing in football, right? yeah. yeah, so apparently so, and it nearly was, wasn't it, really? Yeah, no, it was 2-0. Um, and then 2-1 straight away after that, wasn't it? It wasn't long, and, and yeah, that... that I honestly, I thought honestly thought there'd be another goal or something else was going to happen in that game. Um, three, three, two, probably a fair result. It's one of those games where obviously I think these two teams will be battling out at the end of the season, top of the league. It was quite scrappy. There's a big tussle. Both teams try to get to dominate the midfield and it never really happened really could have gone either way really and, uh, but end of the day I think it's been a great result for Manchester City who are a local team obviously but yeah no it was a good game a bit scrappy wasn't that fluent there's been better games I've seen but uh, but there's some good parts as well yeah? you, you, you hit the nail on the head in games like this where it's high intensity a lot at stake and the teams are familiar with each other it kind of becomes a game of moments and it looked like Mandra were, were key in, in those parts and I suppose in a game like this it's whoever's best in the 18 yard defensively and the 18 yard offensively yeah. it looked like it was Mandra to it today yeah they won it part of the cliche they won the battle of the boxes defending and attacking really but it, it was it was quite close I mean if uh, it could have been right the last minute as we was watching it it could have been free all it could just we could be talking about a draw and they have a totally different aspect on the league table as it is now you know Jim you mentioned um, the fact that it was a two goal lead but they didn't keep the two goal lead for much long did they no was it 90 seconds I think it was or something 2-1 and uh, came out of the blue really wasn't expecting it at all um, and but probably Fremantle deserved that goal. I think, you know, 2-0 was probably slightly flattering to, to Mander, I think. Although, it wasn't many chances, but on, they had a lot of the balance of the play and a lot of possession in the second half, Fremantle. Um, yeah, as you say, look, the first half, the Manchester City went 1-0 up. Fremantle had plenty of chances to go 1-0 up as well. It's just, they scored, Manchester scored the first goal and they were sort of in the driver's seat from there and then Fremantle were chasing the game. Uh, they went 2-0 up and then Fremantle chasing it. But they, as you said, they struck back straight away within 90 seconds and then 
and it was no team was either comfortable or manager wasn't comfortable at 2-1 and you always felt Fremantle going to get back into it so it, it was a good game it was a good game but it was a scrappy game that made, a bit like Chelsea Liverpool the other night I think oh, don't mention <laughs> that, that was a battle between two mid-table teams who were playing for nothing this was a top of the <laughs> thank you very much and, and that was something I, I thought that statement. <laughs> and that's something I was going to ask you Kalichi you've seen a lot of NPL football this is what your first real state league game of the season yeah, how, do you, how compare it to like some of the games that you've seen I don't think today is going to be the best comparison, but I'll give you some of the similarities. So when when Sterling and Florian played last week, there was quite a bit of long balls being played um, and through to the channels um, and just and just kind of doing the basics and doing safety first. But even in those games, in those situations, you'll see sequences where players are playing to the left or the right and they're controlling the ball a little bit more. And that's the difference. The difference is there's a difference ebb and flow of the game where Fremantle might dominate, sorry, where uh, Florian might dominate, string a couple of passes, try to get a shot off, lose the ball. Sterling might keep the ball for the next five minutes. And that's the big difference. We're is here and look like like we were saying earlier it became a game of transition it became a game of who can get who can win the ball and counter the quickest and counter the best and I think I think what was a bit startling to me was I was told that John Bird was a ball playing midfielder who likes to get the ball out and spray and direct he's a terrier today today he was an (laughs) absolute terrier an absolute monster stuck into tackles and I think that's I think that's the big difference the the other one is and I think this is I think Mandra already have that you need a clinical goal scorer and Lee Griffiths had a sniff in the first half buried it Joey O'Brien had a sniff in 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 the second half 1v1 took his chance as well I think in, in that respect, I think Mandra will be very, very good and competitive if they make it up to the MPL um, in, in that regard. But I think the only thing that they have to worry about is in those games where it is super nervy, it's super tense, can you control the game a little bit better? But it changes once you're one to love and you don't need the ball, yeah. you know what I mean? As I say, goals change games, didn't they? And I, I think it was, I think both teams tried to play football today and they want to get their passing game going, but they both sort of pressed each other quite quickly and they sort of shut each other down. So no one really got in control of the game, and it was going—it was too and fro game, really. We could see. You're right. The press was ferocious. Yeah, and and, uh, and getting back to, I mean, if they go up and they play NPL, obviously I've not watched the NPL games for a couple of years, but I'm pretty sure that Lee Griffiths and Joe Bryan will fit in quite well there. I think they will take their chances there. But they say it's all aspects of the game, and getting down and playing football. You just alluded that there's a bit more long ball in the NPL. So how they would adapt that only time. But obviously they've got to get promoted first, so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of strict ahead at the moment. So let's see. But I think we've seen two teams here battling today that will be up there. Be, they'll be, they'll be there they'll be there earlier about the end of the season. The end of the season. I said May because I'm English, but come at September that'll be up there at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> and look, Jim, you're a bit more familiar with the state league players more than I am. So in terms of in terms of what you saw up there in the gantry, who do you think stood out from both teams? Well, it's pretty difficult from the Fremantle side, but because I don't really didn't see a team sheet for the Frio guy. I mean the the guy on the wing. Find it on Squatty? No, no, not on Squatty. No. <laughs> but the the uh, the Frio uh, wing. I help it. Hamzalino. Hamzalino number seven. Yeah, was was obviously their best player. I thought on the yeah, day. Yeah. I, I, I spoke to Mac, and most people know Mac from Fremantle. He said he played for Jordanian under twenty three too. Yeah, so yeah. He's you can tell. A bit of pedigree about him. So going back, what you said, yeah, he did their most dangerous yeah. player. Yeah. But, but for Mandra as well, you got. Murray McIntosh in the middle there always he's, he's the type of guy that does all the hard work and doesn't take any of the glory but he's, he's pretty Mr. Consistent normally 
I call him. I call him the postman. He always delivers. <laughs> but, but Murray, yeah, Murray McIntosh in the middle there doesn't probably get the credit he he fully deserves. Um, you got uh, Aaron McCready came back to his first game after a really serious head injury the night series, and I don't think he put himself wrong. That's the first time we've seen him since then, and uh, he he's going to be a very good signing for Mandra. And of course, you got Harry Collins, the captain, who missed Blood and Thunder and Mr. Dependable and. He's a solid, he's only a, a short guy, but it's very good in the air. I think with that Mandra defence, the midfield there, and then you've got Joey and, well, even Sean who come off the bench, cause trouble with his pace. He knows he can score goals. He scored plenty of goals for Rockingham last year. It's quite a good all-round team now that... I'll be honest, I mean, I've seen Mandra play last year and this year. I don't think their defence was as good as it could have been today. No. There's a few errors in that lot, which I think if they went up to MPL, might have got found out. But they are cut successful. They've done okay in the end. You know, but they're, they're, I'm sure they're a lot better than that. And I'm sure Joe Baird will be working on that ground. So. Yeah. And it's just nice to see you down here, Pleachy. Thanks for. I know you, it's a, <laughs> it was a bit of a battle, wasn't it, coming down on the uh, long weekend traffic and. You know, hopefully the traffic won't be so bad going home, and, and you'll get home before your game on Saturday. It'll, <laughs> it'll be what? It takes me an hour and thirty-five minutes to get back home, but it'll be a lovely, lovely drive. I'll get eight and a half minutes of this to listen back to and, and think about the things that I could have said a little bit better. Yeah. Guys, look, the hospitality has been superb. The beer was warm. The chips, sorry, the beer was cold. The chips were warm. The chips were nine dollars. No, we'll talk about that later. Maybe inflation is hits that with a little pie, bit hard. No, it was just chips. Not without. It was nine dollar chips on its own. Nine dollars for a pie. It was 18, 18 pounds. I'm gonna say eighteen pounds. Pounds. Yeah, it's too long. Eighteen dollars for a, a pie and chips. Oh, I must have got mates, mate. So I've got pie and chips for nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you, next time I come down here, he's paying I'll NPL prices. He's paying NPL prices. Andy, Jim, thank you all so very much. They're part of the Next Go Wins podcast. It's a different podcast. I listened to it earlier today on the way home. They had an interview with Cyril. Cyril, the Rockingham goalkeeper. Oh, Cyril and, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we had a quick chat to Cyril and he's still going. And uh, yeah, Cyril's always good, good value. Cyril's a regular in here on the Next Go Win podcast. So if you listen to Cyril, thumbs uh, up to you, mate. You do a, do a great job. Yeah, and we just talk to anyone, anyone who wants to talk to us about football in the local area, just, you know, that's who we are. So, you well, look, gents, we absolutely love it. And hopefully the next time you guys are up there and it's not a three o'clock kickoff that has us out in the NPL, we'll come down, we'll meet. You'll get your recording equipment down <laughs> and we can cross record just like this one as your, well. Yours is a lot better. You're a lot more, lot more better than ours. <laughs> and likewise, we probably put up for one of the state league games and jump onto a, a night game with the NPL and catch up with you then. Yeah, absolutely appreciate it, guys. Thank you all so much. Eh? Cheers, Kalichi. Look after yourself. Yeah. Safe journey home. Yeah, you too. Good night, listeners. Bailey, my boys. <laughs> Josh had him for Naughtiest Boy. Oh, we, I mean, as you said, we picked all the usual suspects, didn't we? The low-hanging low fruit. fruit. Sorry, who could have been? But if you... Sorry, Phil. I wish, I wish I had have uh, gone out on a limb and and really picked why he would have been sent off. Because the first one would have been for some afters or some push and shove. The second one, the most obvious one, and I'm kicking myself now for not thinking of it. Ball's gone out. Kicks it away because they're five minutes deep into stoppage time. They're two 0 up. He's already on a yellow card. That's just—it's not just naughty, Kalichi. It's very, very silly. 
It's just dumb. <laughs> like, it's just dumb. There's a couple minutes left in the game and you're already 2-0 up. It's not like you're 1-0 up and you're like under a whole lot of pressure. You're 2-0 up. It's already the 94th minute. Why are you kicking the ball away, man? Why? I, I think I think it's the second stupidest way to get sent off. The stupidest way to get sent off. And this happened to a guy that I played with once. Is to take your shirt off after you've scored when you're on a yellow already? Yeah, but here's the best thing. He was a guy who, who never scored goals. He, he, he was like almost a hopeless player. He scored... He was almost a hopeless Almost player. hopeless. But in this particular game, he scored he from outside way. of the area to seal, to seal his hat-trick. <laughs> has then taken his shirt off, running off immediately after you know getting what? the hat trick has been For shown me, to red card. That's fine. That he's earned that. Like if he's as useless, I'm sorry, hopeless as you say he is, and he's got a hat trick. That I, I take my shirt off. I take the red card, and that's my football career done. If if that's me. But baby, all, all I can say. Thank you so, 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 so much. Thank you for being you. Carry on being you because it's just, yeah, the, the league would not be the same without you. Um, I'm sure. I'm, and and, and I'm thank sure you for Vars helping us out with our naughtiest boy predictions. I'm sure Vars will have a few words to say, but, but hey, maybe you needed a rest next week anyway. Maybe it's his sister's birthday. I've heard uh, footballers do that, right? Get that suspension. Like, mate, they're struggling to keep players on the pitch. They've got, like, this huge injury crisis and they need everyone on the pitch as much as possible and this guy gets sent off at the 94th minute. He scored a great goal last week though so you know he's earned the rest. He may have been. scored this week. And they're top of the league. And they're top of the league and the league would be all the worse off for not having Bailey Brown Montgomery in it. I'm sure we can all agree on that. So uh, with that I think we wrap up this uh, extended edition of the Full Time Whistle podcast. Check out our interviews. Check out our interviews. Check out our interviews. Uh, Hyde Park Hotel please sponsor us. <laughs> okay. Any more for any more? Nothing further, Your Honour. All right. Very official. Kalichi, uh, offense and defense. We're not Americans. Defense. Defense.